This is part one of a two-part interview with pastors Stephen and Sarah Trailer. Stephen and Sarah are the pastors of Faith Life Church Campus in Powell, Ohio, near Columbus. And today we talk about faith and how God moved them into pastoring full-time from stable careers of being a pilot and a nurse. So here's the million-dollar question. How are people like us who don't settle for the status quo, who value freedom and a life without limits? How do we create extraordinary results in the key areas of life, yet skip the fear, stress, and anxiety that produces regret? This is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. I'm your host, Tom Herman, and welcome to the Attractively Different Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Attractively Different Podcast. This is Tom Herman, and I hope you're doing well. And whenever you're listening to this, morning, afternoon, or evening, I hope that you're intentionally creating something and you're pursuing the assignment that God has for you and pursuing it with purpose and passion. And today I have a very special treat for you. I've got pastors Stephen and Sarah Trailer, pastors of the PAL campus of Faith Life Church um, in Columbus, Ohio area. Stephen and Sarah, thank you so much for joining me. How are you guys doing today? Good. Thanks for having us, Tom. We're excited. Yeah, we're excited to be with you. Thanks for having us on. Like I said, when we were before we started recording, I appreciate you so much for taking the time to just come on and share a little bit about your journey and one of becoming pastors, but two, I just love the platform that Faith Life Church has and the tagline <laughs> of living a good life. And I love that perspective, and especially Isaiah 61 3 that talks about like creating this being this oak of righteousness, this beautiful tree for God's glory. And I love how Faith Life Church embraces that. So I want to get into that a little bit today. But if you don't mind, just kind of briefly tell us a little bit about your background. How did you guys um, meet? How did you guys become pastors? What was that journey like for you to actually be where you are today? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I'm from Australia. So Stephen had to come all the way to Australia to find his wife. Uh, so uh, we've been married almost 19 years now. And we met in Australia when he was over there. And uh, it's funny, it was definitely not love at first sight story. It was, we are complete opposites yeah. in every way in our personality. He's an Enneagram four, I'm an Enneagram three. He's an introvert, I'm an extrovert. Like we could not be more different, but I think uh, we just, that's been one of our strengths as a couple is because we're so different and we work together. So yeah, we met in Australia, got married in Hawaii in um, beautiful Maui. And then we've been living in the US the entire time. And we've lived in five states. Stephen was actually a pilot, so commercial pilot. So we've moved around a lot, lived in five different states and uh, found ourselves planted in Ohio of all places, uh, really because one day I just woke up and felt like God told us to move to Columbus, Ohio. And I think Stephen was like, get behind me, Satan. No. <laughs> I grew up in Australia in a tropical climate by the water, but I love all the seasons. I love the snow, I love the fall, I love it all. All of it's beautiful to me. And Stephen grew up in Colorado with snow and he's like, I hate winter, I hate Ohio's weather, I hate the gray. And yet here we are planted in the most wonderful place because we're planted where God has called us to be. So it's really good. But yeah, so that's kind of like the short abbreviated quick version. Sure. <laughs> where we are we have two kids together uh two teenage boys one just graduated high school and our 15 year old is in the 10th grade and we are those weird people because we homeschool our kids <laughs> but i feel like we have a little street cred because we just graduated one and he did 
well on his ACT. So I was like, we made it, we homeschooled one of them. So yeah, we're a homeschooling family uh, in full-time ministry and our whole family, we just love serving the Lord together. That's, that's beautiful. So, um, so Stephen, tell us how a little bit about how you guys moved from moved into full-time pastor. I mean, she said that you're a pilot or that you were, I know that yeah. I think you still fly. Um, mm -hmm. so what is, what was that transition like in moving into that? Was that something that you guys had a vision for? How did God lead you to, um, being pastors of the PAL campus there in, um, at Faith Life? Yeah, sure. Well, if I'm being honest with you, I never really intended as a young man to set out to be in full-time ministry. It was not something that I had a vision for. It wasn't something I was excited about. Uh, but it's interesting to see how God leads you through your life. And you think your life is going one direction, and then he leads you into something else. And it's really, it turns out to be one of the most fulfilling things you've ever done. So I, yeah, I learned how to be a pilot early on when I was in high school. It was something that I always had a passion for. Loved airplanes, loved flying, loved aviation in general. And I decided I want to be a commercial pilot. So I went along that track. I learned how to fly, uh, gained some experience, taught as a flight instructor for a little while, flew some cargo for a bit, uh, and then eventually qualified to be able to get into the airlines. And I flew in the airlines uh, for many years. Uh, I was pretty happy doing that for the most part, but I did feel kind of like something was missing. I felt I didn't really, wasn't really entirely happy with how much I was traveling. You know, as an airline pilot, you're gone. Uh, many nights of the week, every week, you know, you're traveling, that's just part of the gig. Yeah. And so I kind of had gotten used to that lifestyle, but at the same time, I felt like it wasn't really the right fit for me. Uh, so, you know, fast forward years into uh, going along. And like Sarah said, we felt like we really wanted to move to Columbus and we didn't really feel, understand why we kind of felt the draw toward Columbus. And looking back on it now, we know it was a God thing. <clears throat> we know that it was something that he was drawing us toward Columbus because that's where our our next assignment was and what it was he was wanting us to do. But yeah, we, we moved to Columbus and we transferred here for my job and I was still flying on the airlines. And so, yeah, this, uh, we went to faith life and we really tried it. And it was the first church we tried and the last one we visited in Columbus. And we just loved it so much. The first time we visited the church, we just felt welcomed. We felt loved. It was something different in that church that we'd never experienced before. Yeah. Like literally sat there in this first service in the worship. And we're like, we're home like yeah we are i mean when we moved to ohio and felt like god said move your family to columbus ohio we didn't know anybody here we'd never been to columbus ohio we never even been to ohio we didn't know anybody here we didn't have any family here but we just by faith were like all right so and when i'm kind of more like when i decide like we decide that we're going to do something it's like well why wait let's just do it so literally like the day after christmas we just packed up and had Christmas with all boxes packed around us and then just got in a moving van and drove to Columbus, Ohio the day after Christmas because well, like if God said do it, I don't know what's there. I literally, we didn't know the church. We didn't know the ministry. We'd never heard of Gary and Drenda Cassie or Faith Life Now, Faith Life Church, but we knew we were supposed to be here and we actually found the church because I'm directionally challenged. Stephen was driving. We were looking around New Albany, Ohio, missed our exits for New Albany, ended up getting off at Beach Road, which is where our main campus is here in Ohio, uh, turned around in the church's parking lot because back then it was pretty much just fields everywhere and then the church. Now it's definitely more built up. But that was the first opportunity to turn around on that road. Uh, 
saw it was a church, wrote it down, looked it up when we got back online. We're like, oh, that looks like a, a you know, a good church. If we move there, let's do it. So when we moved here, we kind of were like, all right, well, we, we drove, you know, we turned around in this church parking lot. And so when we got there that first Sunday, it was like, oh my gosh, like, where has this teaching been our whole life? Mm -hmm. Like, how did we grow up in church our entire life, you know, in non-denominational churches, but never really hear this kingdom teaching, never hear anybody talk about living the good life. So definitely that first Sunday, we were like, all right, we're not going anywhere. We're just going to stay. We don't know why God brought us here, but we're here for a reason. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm curious, and we'll kind of jump back in as far as like how you got into pastoring, but for those who have maybe heard from God and maybe hesitated on moving on how, like, can you break down what it, I mean, cause like what you're saying, like you weren't going to Ohio for any other reason besides that God nope. told you, right? Like you weren't going for that church. You weren't going for a job. Like it was just in your spirit. The Lord was like, I want you to move to Columbus, Ohio. Break that down for someone. Cause I feel like so many people would be like, how do, how do they even know that that was from God? Like, I, and I don't hear from God that way. Like, was it an audible voice? Like, can you at least like kind of give some insight into like what that hearing process was like? And even just the decision to be like, I know this is from God. And so we're moving forward. Yeah. Well, I know when we were living in um, Philadelphia or Westchester, just out, you know, a suburb outside of Philadelphia, and we just, we, we lived there for a year. We didn't, we'd moved around. That was like our fourth state that we'd lived in as a family. We moved around a lot because he was a pilot and we were never anywhere we moved, any state. We just always felt like this little like restlessness. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that things were bad in, you know, Philadelphia. It's not that like our life was, you know, completely, you know, disastrous. We certainly weren't living the good life, but we, but it wasn't like it was, but there was this restlessness. Like, we just, didn't have like this settled feeling, didn't feel like we were fulfilling our purpose in life, wasn't even sure what that was. I was a registered nurse, he was a commercial pilot. So we both, it's not like we were looking for a job to be pastors either. We both had, you know, chosen career paths, uh, but we just had this restlessness. But one day people are like, do you hear God audibly? No, it wasn't an audible voice. But I just had within my spirit, like I just kept feeling drawn to Columbus, Ohio. And it's so funny to be drawn somewhere that you've never been. I didn't know anything about Columbus, Ohio. I wasn't even sure I could have pointed it out on a map if Stephen asked me, <laughs> where is Ohio? But I just kept feeling like it just kept coming to me. And why would you just go if you didn't, you know, but it's like we just had this like restlessness where we were. So what did we have to lose by coming and checking it out? So, you know, we hopped on a plane and came and checked it out before we moved here. And we just had peace. It was like this peace, like of just like, we're restless here, but we have this peace about just going. And yet there were so many unknown factors. I didn't know where we were gonna live, what we were gonna do, anything like that. He could transfer bases and he did. So I knew he had a job. But yeah, we just had this peace, like we were restless there when we decided to do this and move, it was just this peace and joy. And it's like, even though it's like scary to say, I feel like I'm supposed to take this step. Did we feel like, oh my gosh, like this is a big step to just up and move your family? Sure. But there was this peace and joy in just taking that step and going, okay, we don't know why we're going there but we just have peace that that's what we're supposed to do. And so I always tell people, 
be in agreement though. That's a one key thing. We were in agreement as a couple. So if he had have said at any point, Sarah, I think, I mean, he jokingly was like, are you sure you want to move to Columbus, Ohio? But he, if he had have said at any point in seriousness, like, honey, I don't, I don't know. I just have this check in my spirit or I just feel uneasy. We wouldn't have moved. So always be in agreement. But did we know what we were coming to? Did we know how it was going to unfold? No, but we just knew we both felt like, yeah, this is the right step. We had peace and joy. So we, we did it. <laughs> yeah. And I'd say too, we had, you know, it was confirmed as well by things that happened. So we, we made that decision. We felt called to do that. We mm -hmm. felt like God was telling us to move to Columbus, but also like when I put in for a change of base, you know, at the airline with where I was working, I got the change of base like immediately, yeah. I mean, like within the month, which was very <laughs> unusual. It was, it usually took a little bit more time than that. Uh, so that's just an example of something that's like, wow, okay, well, like I said, is kind of confirmation of what it is that we know we feel like we should be doing. So I would say to people who are who are in that place of trying to decide something, maybe it's a tough decision. They feel like, did I hear God? Did I not hear God? Ultimately, only you can make that decision. But you know, if you if you pray about it and you feel like Sarah said, you feel at peace about it, you feel calmness about it, you feel like yes, this is the right decision. Your spouse is in agreement about that if you're married, uh, and you know, and you start to look at it and say, okay. I feel like this is the right thing to do. I would say, don't be afraid to take that leap and to jump out. You know, you have to use wisdom in that. You know, if God's telling you to launch a new business and say, I want you to leave your full-time job and do this. Well, you need to have some income before you do that, right? You don't want to just quit your job. And now your wife and your kids have no one to support them to give the money for groceries, right? You need to make a decision that is has wisdom involved in the, in the equation. But, you know, if you, if you are making that decision, you have things lined up and it's like, I'm just, I just hate to pull the trigger. I'm not really quite sure about it. You, know, you can trust that if you feel like you've heard from God, trust that and lean on that piece that yeah. you have. And if you're married, like I said, we're complete opposites. We have this joke in our marriage that I'm the gas in the marriage and he's the brakes. And so, <laughs> you know, sometimes his personality, he would completely want to figure out every bit of the plan, map it all out, you know, come up with, you know, we're going to do this, that we could do this and have all the details and we might never, never have left. Yeah. And I'm so in that case, I just have to be like, okay, we, we feel like we heard the Lord. We both have peace. Let's just do it. Hit the gas. Let's go. Um, and there's times where I wanted to leap out something straight away. And he's like, breaks, breaks, breaks. And that was you know, the right decision. But in this case, hit the gas. So, so here we are. Here we found ourselves. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you're in Columbus. You fall in love with Faith Life Church. How did it evolve to you guys launching the, the PAL campus and being full-time pastors and is that all you is that all you do do you guys have any other um like do you still fly like are there any other businesses or anything that you guys do on the side or is it really full-time ministry all the time <laughs> ministry is definitely full-time I'll, I'll let you jump in in a sec babe but I'll, just to preface it so when I came I've actually been working at the church for 11 years and when I first came on I was not it was interesting how uh, it came about. We found ourselves one day, uh, I don't even know exactly how it happened, but we were going to Cedar Point, an amusement park with Gary and Drenda, and we ended up riding in the car with them, and we were fairly new to the church. We didn't really, uh, you know, we hadn't had lots of conversations necessarily with them. We'd just been soaking in the weekend messages and replaying it and absorbing this kingdom teaching and um, you know, and, and so I started serving in their uh, preschool area 
because I just really wanted to plug in. I wanted to go all in. I'm like, man, this is so different. Let's just go all in. Let's serve. Let's give here. Let's, you know, faithfully attend here. Let's, you know, let's just do it all and see what happens because we knew God called us to Columbus. And so uh, in that car ride uh, to Cedar Point, um, Pastor Drenda was just talking to me so much, you know, because I had my boys were younger then. So they were in the kids ministry. She knew I was serving this. So she was just talking to me about it. And uh, I was just like saying, oh, yeah, you know, it'd be great if you guys, you know, did this or, you know, I'm just I really just thought we were having a conversation about the kids ministry in general. Um, and so it turns out that was a, a, on a weekend. The next day on a Monday, I get a call from somebody at the church and um, from Human Resources. And they're like, so Pastor Drenna interviewed you for a position uh, working in the kids ministry. We'd love to have you come in. I'm like, I had an interview? Like what? <laughs> so I ended up coming onto the staff uh, to work part-time uh, in the children's ministry. One of the things I love about Faith Life, I said to them, well, I can do it, but my first calling is to my family, to my kids, and I'm homeschooling. So I really don't want to do anything that it's going to take me away from my family. They're like, no problem. So I started part-time. Uh, I was running their uh, preschool ministry for a zero through five years. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, how it is in marriage. I signed up to do this. So uh, Stephen got <laughs> automatically like, babe, we're doing kids ministry. So he was still flying in the airlines, but then he'd be doing kids ministry on the weekends when he was there with me. We were filming curriculum for them, writing curriculum. And uh, we did that for three years and felt like really good. Like, oh, we're good at this. Like we got into a sweet spot, a groove, you know, we're like, okay, this is what we're just doing. And then we ended up uh, at a pastors and leaders conference with Gary and Drenda. And when we got back, uh, we're just having a meeting and they're like, hey, would you guys be willing to move out of preschool? And Sarah, would you be willing to move positions and start, you know, a growth track and uh, work with the volunteer teams at the church and really just build that? And so I was like, OK. And at that point, Stephen was still full time in the airlines. Uh, but quickly then they started asking him to do more. And so you stepped into church administrator for a while. Yeah, I did. I, I got hired on just to uh, help out in administrative kind of role behind the scenes with the church. Uh, and I was doing that in addition to doing the airline job. So I was I was very busy. I was traveling a lot. And then when I came home, I was working at the church. And it eventually reached a point where I kind of had to make a decision. I was being pulled in two different directions. I was going with the airline and then I was going to church and I, I felt called to be part of the church and part of what Gary and Jenna were doing. And I just wanted to be part of that. And as a couple, we prayed about it and we're like, you know, we really feel like this is where we should be. And I, you know, I, I had to kind of reach a decision at that point in my life because I had trained for so long to be a pilot and worked so many years to gain experience. And I was at the level I was ready to upgrade and to move into a new uh, place in the job and, and a whole new level of income. And a, you were number a new, one in the base. I was, I had a lot of seniority. <laughs> it was something I worked very hard for. And in the airline seniority is practically everything. I mean, you work for that to be able to get, you know, your choice of schedule and your days off and all of those things. So I had to make a decision. Do I want to continue in the airlines or do I want to continue with the church? And I had to kind of pick one or the other because it was not working with both of them. Uh, and I, I felt drawn more and more and more toward the church. And so I prayed about it, you know, for probably far longer than I needed to. I knew that I needed to do it, uh, but it took a little bit of encouragement from my beautiful wife to help me to push myself over that ledge just because. That was so life-giving <clears throat> encouragement. <laughs> right. You know, as I said, it was a lot of, uh, a lot of work to get to that point. So yeah. making that final decision to send that email that was, you know, to say, 
I officially resigned my position as, you know, as a pilot at this airline. That was a big decision. And I had a hard time wrestling with that to decide to, I knew it was what I was supposed to do, but at the same time, I was still holding on to what I knew was comfortable. I was holding on to what I knew was a sure thing. You know, I knew exactly what my career progression was, progression was going to look like in the airline. I knew what my pay scale was going to look like. I knew all of that, right? And there's so many unknowns when you're stepping into something like full-time ministry. You know, I knew kind of what they were, obviously what the pay was and what the benefits and all those types of things were, but I also kind of didn't know exactly what, what that would mean. You know, like, well, do I want to be part of a church full-time ministry? Again, I said earlier, like I, I never really planned to be in full-time ministry. It's not something I ever set out in my life to do, but as my life went on and as we, you know, grew in our journey together as a couple, we just found more and more that we were drawn toward it. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that was God pulling us in toward, Hey, this is what you're supposed to do. This is yeah. your calling. This is your purpose. And so eventually I did make that decision. I said, Sarah did help me. She actually came over and pushed the button for send on the email. I, I couldn't push it myself. My finger was hovering above the button for a minute. And she just came over a and minute, said, oh, for an hour, well, for far too long. Yeah. So she came over and just pushed the button for me, made, helped me make that decision, which was a good thing. You know, I, I really needed her in that moment to help me kind of jump off that the cliff the there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we looking back on it now, I don't, I would, I don't have no regrets. I, I wouldn't have gone that other direction. You know, I look at my friends now who have who are still in the airlines and yeah, they're, they're living a good life in their own way, but it's not anything compared to what we have lived and what we've done. And mm -hmm. it's just such an amazing thing to be part of full-time ministry. Uh, and to answer your question about flying, I do still fly. Pastor Gary and Jenna do have an air, airplane that they travel in to do conferences and, and do other things. They have businesses and they'll travel and see clients every once in a while with the airplane. And so that's part of my role here is to be their pilot. I also manage their airplane and uh, also, op you know, operating in the campus pastor role now as well. So, uh, and to get to your question about answering, to get being a campus pastor, we've had quite a journey at Faith Life. Uh, you know, we've been talking for a little while as a church about launching our first campus and to getting into that next stage of, of growth as a church and as a ministry. And as we started to look for buildings and started to kind of move that along, Pastor Gary and came to us and said, would you be interested in launching our first campus and being campus pastors? We really see that there's a, a call in your life. We really see that that would be a passion for you guys. Uh, would that be something you'd be interested in? If you could pray about it and think about it and let us know. And it didn't really take us a lot of time to think about that. We really knew that that was kind of the next step yeah. of what God has for us. It is interesting though, because I do remember saying that like, <laughs> Because we didn't go to Bible school. So most people who are pastors, they wanted to be a pastor or be in full-time ministry. So they went to seminary, they went to Bible college. We're like, we didn't do that. He went, he was, you know, he has a bachelor in aviation. I have a bachelor in nursing. So we so I remember saying to Pastor Gary and, and Pastor Drender, I was like, you know, we didn't go to Bible school. I was like, I didn't, I didn't go to Bible college. Like, you know, I said, you know, I was a registered nurse. I was like, I mean, I don't know, like if we're qualified to be pastors, <laughs> Pastor Gary looked at us. He's like, guys, you have been pastoring people for years. Like it's literally what you were doing. You're going to continue to do people pastor people. And, you know, he told me one day when I was, you know, had said that he's like, you know, you worked in hospitals, taking care of people. Churches are really just a hospital. You know, people come in, they're sick, they're broken, they're hurting. And we have the answer to help heal them and bring them back to wholeness in their life. And, you know, that obviously that answer is Jesus and the kingdom, but we get to to be ministers to do that. And so I really still do work in a hospital. Yeah. So yeah. So it's it's we we were like, okay, if you see the call in our life and you're our pastors and we're submitted to you, we'll do it. And again, we've never done anything like that. We didn't know 
how to launch a campus. We didn't know how to find a building, how to build. I mean, we knew the team part. We knew that's what we do well. We know how to build teams. We know how to develop leaders. So we're like, okay, we know that part. We're just going to figure out the rest. And it's been a journey. And we said yes. And because you have to, if you, anywhere you want to grow or go in life, you have to leave something behind you. Pastor Gary says that all the time. You have to leave to go. And so we're like, all right, we're going to leave this season that we're really comfortable because it seemed to come in like the first three years, it was kids ministry. And we were really comfortable. We knew how to do that. And then we moved and we're like, we don't know how to do this, but we'll figure it out and we'll learn and grow. And so then we were, you know, another several years doing that. And then they're like, okay, now we want you to be campus pastors. And so another couple of years into that, we're starting to get in our groove with that and the campus is growing, but yeah, you have to leave something if you're going to grow and go into, you know, bigger things and do more for God, you have to leave something behind. And so um, I would say people, you know, sometimes they don't, they want to, they want to go, they want to grow, but they, they're clinging to the comfortable, they're clinging to the stability of what they know that, you know, but sometimes it, that's, you just have to let it go and say, okay, like when we moved to Columbus, Ohio, all right, we're going to leave behind what we know. We don't know what's coming, but we know God said, do it. And he's faithful. He's faithful yeah. the whole way. That was a really long answer to how did you guys become pastors? <laughs> no, it's all, it's all necessary because I think part of the, like the journey, right? The ups and downs of how someone got there. I think there's more nuggets in that than just, we did this. And, you know, I guess what I'm saying is sometimes I feel like people can tell a story and they're trying to abbreviate it. But in a sense, it's like, it almost seems like there wasn't any struggle. It's like, oh, God said to go here. And we went here, right? Like, but to hear where it's like, oh, like there's this comfort in this airline job, right? Like I knew what the pay was going to be. I knew that I was right. Job security, all these things that like, even the world can be like, oh, like this is safe. This is comfortable. This is how you provide for your family. Right. And so to hear that it's like, Stephen had a tough time hitting enter to send, right? Like, I think that's what really resonates with people of like, oh, like, how did you like, even though you knew that's what you needed to do, it's like, oh, like they still kind of wrestled with the the comfort that was there and um so i think there's a lot of like truth to be found in that like journey part of like the push and pull of the struggle of just how to get there um as opposed to just being like oh god said go and we went and it's been really super simple all the time yeah, yeah. no it's been a lot of a lot of hard things you know seasons of learning and growth and but you feel pastor gary says, if you're not doing the hardest thing you've ever done, you're not growing. And so if you're, if you're comfortable, yeah, you're comfortable, but you're, you're probably not growing anymore. And, you know, we've had, we've had lots of seasons. We've had seasons, you know, financially where we had to learn the, the kingdom because we did leave very stable, you know, jobs to go into full-time ministry. And, you know, at first we we're like, are we crazy? What are we doing? We have children, we, you know, we have to provide for and all this. And, and yet, you know, being faithful and just being obedient in obedience, there's blessing. It doesn't mean it's easy though. So we have story after story after story, financial stories, uh, healing stories, relationships where we've had to get into the word and, and find a promise in the Bible and like, God, we're going to be obedient, but give me something to anchor to give me something in the word, you know, to cling to uh, as we're walking through this and always keeping the, you know, our eyes on, not on the circumstances. Cause there were times where, you know, we're like, okay, you said go, but our bank account is not matching with what 
you know, because people think, well, God said do it. So ta-da, everything's going to be wonderful. Right. And it's a journey and it's a faith journey. And so, you know, just plugging in and being anchored. Okay, God told us to do this you know, being anchored to the word, making sure that we were focused and anchored to the word, like that the picture that God gave us for what he's called our family to do was bigger than what our bank account said, bigger than anything we saw in the natural. Same with healing, walking out healing. I was healed from asthma after 30 years of horrible chronic asthma, steroids in and out of hospital, daily inhalers, but got a picture that I God already paid for my healing on the cross mm. and got a picture of Romans eight, where it says that the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in me. I'm like, oh my goodness, the power that resurrected Jesus from the dead dwells in me and quickens my body and restores it back to health is what the word said and got a picture of that and was like, God already healed me. The same power that resurrected Jesus is in me, I'm healed and whole and clung to that and was healed. But the very next morning had symptoms of an asthma attack coming on, but I kept my picture on like, I've already been healed. That's what the word said. I'm going to stay anchored to this and, you know, rebuked that in Jesus name and the symptoms left. But people think, you know, well, if God said do it, or if God healed you, that's it. And, you know, but I tell people, you got to stay anchored to the word your focus on the picture he's given you and that has to be bigger than any symptom any circumstance than your bank account because it's when you get your focus back on the natural that you get into fear and fear and faith don't operate together and so there's been lots of seasons we have like i said story after story we could tell uh because god said go we went and we've been blessed but there's been things we've had to walk out through that journey this is where we pause the interview for today, but stay tuned for a preview of next episode. Like, where is your focus? Is it on the circumstances or is it on what God has promised? And if he promised that, then if it's not now, it's like, but I know that was my promise. So I'm going to just get my focus back on that. Not allow the enemy. The Bible says there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ. So, you know, I think a lot of times we do as Christians can do the enemy's work for him, like beat ourselves up about it. Like be like, and it's yeah. like, he's sitting back there like, oh, great. I don't even need to give him any trouble today. They're doing it for me today. Hey everyone, it's Tom again. And I wanted to ask you a quick question. On a scale from one to 10, how confident are you that you know God's purpose for your life? I mean, there can be a lot of confusion around this topic. So I went ahead and created a life purpose roadmap to help you gain clarity on your purpose. You can download your free PDF life purpose roadmap at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose. It'll walk you through the seven simple steps to prospering in your purpose. Also for the next 40 days, I'll be sending you a daily email guide that will help you unlock the full power of the roadmap. These emails are designed to make it that much easier for you to implement the roadmap and succeed in your God-given assignment. It's free. Just go download the Life Purpose Roadmap PDF at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose.